Hey, America. Start listening now. Okay, check it out. I've got a scoop. I think I know who won Junior Eurovision. Ooh, do tell. Well, it was... And welcome to another surprisingly panicked episode of 12 Points for America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that loves... I'm Eric. Derek is still in absentia, but I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. And I'm Liz. It's Liz! Hey! More estrogen on the podcast, huzzah! For about a week. We'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray for being our fifth Beatle. Thank you. Yeah! I just, I'm really sorry, I just need to... God, she's beautiful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's so speaking, good. Speaking of France, um, hit him with the socials. Yeah. Just... <laughs> you can find us on all of the standard social media outlets: Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, YouTube, etc., etc., etc. At One Two Points USA, or just email us directly at Twelve Points from America at Gmail dot com. Uh, you could check out our fantabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble page, or you could support us directly uh, with a monthly contribution on Patreon. And whether you support us financially or not, we love you either way. You have a nice, soft, squishy spot in all of our hearts. Uh, but our Patreon supporters do get exclusive content and early access to episodes and all sorts of other goodies. Uh, you might be listening to us via our friends over at Switch Radio Europe Calling. Uh, if you are, awesome. If not, check them out. They're great. Yeah, Liz, as, a, as someone who's on our Patreon, how does the soft, squishy part of our hearts feel? Like, France! Oh <laughs> what does that even mean? I... I... It's tricolore and, and uh, uh, full of butter. Lots of butter. Cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower at all times so that you know. Yeah. Exactly. Although Bag I guess onions. we didn't get an Eiffel Tower no. in this contest. No, oh, thank God. We weren't in Paris. No, but I bet there was an Eiffel Tower in Spain's tour of the world. There was. <laughs> okay. There was. There was. It was in the lyrics too. Le- leave, it to, leave it to Spain to provide the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We'll go with that. All right. Speaking of an absence of Eiffel Towers, before we talk about the obvious issues at the end of the contest with the announcements <laughs> of the scores, I actually think that these postcards are my favorite postcards I have ever seen for any contest. Really? I, I absolutely adored it, these. The like the assemblage of the flag is is That's the, a fairly standard trope in all of the postcards, but I really liked it. Yeah, in this I, mean, one. I mean these were these were oh god, delightful. They were very cute. Um uh, very reminiscent, particularly of 2014, where they the whole thing was was finding a cool, creative way to make your country's flag, and they and they incorporated that into this. These were awesome. It also involved uh, some kid uh, being a big loser, and then but then thankfully uh, a Eurovision kid showed up and gave them superpowers, like the powers to be good at basketball or the power of Riz. Yeah, the power of, of infinite Riz. Or the power of France, or the power to make a really wicked pizza. Yeah, oh, and that was Italy's, which was I so. I absolutely love that it was Italy. Like it wasn't always like country to country. Like oh, Ireland casts a magic spell to make you good at basketball. No one saw that coming. Then there was also Estonia, which cast a magic spell to make you good at magic. So they're good at recursion, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're passing along the gift for so, just a little bit. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. And they also ended up with popcorn at the end of it. So good for me. So right. fantastic. I'll, I'll also say that like the rhythm of the show, the postcards kind of play into it. Like kids coming on stage, everything finishing. Like there wasn't anything technically wrong. Like it feels like every Eurovision we have one 
one singer, one performer who goes on and it's like, oh no, I think their monitor is out. Or like, I think that their headpiece, I think that their headset isn't working. But like this one, it seemed like everything was going fine. There wasn't even anyone who really flubbed anything really terribly. This is a this is a great contest. If, if, if this was a really good show, I'd say if there was one country that I I felt I don't even want to say a letdown, but I think struggled more than I expected, it would be the UK. Uh, they they just uh, the their vocals just didn't blend super well. A little loose, yeah. Uh, they still had a great result for them. Yeah, seemed seemed it. no one minded. Yeah, out in, like, out in television land. Yeah, jury show must have been awfully good because. Uh, they did. Sam, uh, yeah. what's what's the breakdown of the UK specifically? Yeah, the UK ended up with 102 points in the jury ranking, uh, with two uh, 12 points, putting them fourth in the juries overall. 58 votes from the public putting them in seventh. Uh, but that ended up, the way that the numbers all added up and shook out, fourth place overall, which is even better than their really impressive finish last year when they ended up in fifth. Yeah, it won the televote. It did last but year, but still only still only fifth. So, I was yeah. yeah, it was surprising seeing a lot of those big numbers going to the UK during the jury thing. And, and again, it's I'm not saying that to to hate on him or, or that it was bad or anything. It was just I didn't think it was on the level of of some of these other ones. We also didn't really see the jury votes in the same or the jury performances in the same way that the juries did as well. I mean, there were there was some some footage that leaked. Uh, of jury performances from from the night before the final show. But we don't know exactly what the jury saw, what they heard, most importantly. It could have been super, super tight. We just don't know. Yeah, the, the bootleg footage is not good for, for like, the vocal <laughs> no. part part of the equation. You there's, don't really There's a reason it. why that stuff isn't meant for the public. <laughs> well, yeah. Especially if you're just sitting in the audience with a camera. Like, that's... Just, just don't. It's not. It's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. I remind everyone that the juries are five five person panels with two kids on them. Let me tell you, if I could get that standardization at the main contest, I'd die happy. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, again, Junior Eurovision has always been a proving ground and a testing ground for stuff that happens at the big show. It's it's this experimental, you know, Eurovision lab in a way. So let's see if they learn those lessons and take that forward. Let's 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 look at the top of the let's mm-hmm. we, we've meandered a bit. Let's look at the top here. Yeah. Uh, do do we need a reminder of who won? Because I can it. pull don't, it up. Again. Don't do it. Okay. Don't okay, do okay, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, France. France is um, France is the the New England Patriots of this thing at this point, or the the Sweden. Uh, no, would it be the, the Nouveau Angleterre? Nouveau. <laughs> This is their third win in four years. Uh, this is their third win in seven ever attempts. Uh, they have three wins, two second places, a fifth and a sixth. That is it uh, in their entire history. It is crazy to me that Bim Bam Twa is the second worst result France has ever gotten. Wow. That is, that is crazy. Uh, so really, congratulations to France. I, when we watched this, we were—I think—we were all kind of like, "It might just be this, right? Like, this is just—I gave it my twelve. This is just, it, yeah, uh, it's it. really well it, done. It, it's slick. It's well done. She was charming without being overly, overly polished. It was—it was what you kind of want to see in in a junior Eurovision song. It was youthful without being too cloyingly sweet. It wasn't, you know, a kid trying to be too mature for their age. It was just. Perfectly placed, well sung. You could tell that maybe she was kind of reaching the end of her of her week vocally. Like 
she was she was holding it together. She was hitting everything, but there was a little bit of a hoarseness that was coming in. You definitely saw it at the end of the show, but then again, she'd probably been screaming her head off when she realized she'd won. But it all just came together in a cohesive and yet not overly artificial package. I, you know, I can't fault it. Yeah, I mean, looking and, you know, you just mentioned the the full package. And I think there are a few countries that kind of fit that bill this year, too. Mm. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the dance, the tech, the song, the performance, everything just kind of came together. Yeah. The song has a hook in, you know, how many countries or how many how many viewers and listeners speak French. But there was a hook that kept it memorable, even if don't t- your French is mad, you know? <laughs> it's like saying hell at junior. <gasps> oh, yeah. we did it. Uh, gosh, yeah. They they just, they found the formula that that is just universally appealing. And they're sticking with it, and it's paying off. It's not to be American bandstandy about it, but like, this song has a beat and I can dance to it. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just that simple. It's digestible. It's really immediate. There's nothing more to sort of. Uh, at first blush, it's a really nice listenable song, and at second blush, it is. It still is. Well, I think one of the things I noticed about France specifically is um, the the visual assault um, that I think is part. <laughs> and it's there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's a definite choice, but just I mean, this year. We saw it with Valentina, we saw it with TikTok, we, you know, even Lissandra, like it, there's just this visual assault and it's clean and it's produced and it, it works. It's impossible to ignore. Yeah. And it's like what we were saying before about Estonia, that it's a beautiful song, but it takes a couple of listens to kind of get it and really like that stays with me. This grabs you by the collars and doesn't really let go. I'm just thinking about like, I mean, every Honestly, I think Oh Mama last year might have been the most subdued staging that France has had in this run, and that's ridiculous. It, TikTok made it look like a like a Jay Gatsby party. Uh, oh this God. this was like uh, just about the same. Just just dozens and dozens of of kids, sh- shadow kids dancing and and all of that. They they just make it seem so huge, uh, and. J'imagine was like that with a you know traveling around the world, and Bim Bam Trois was like that with whatever it did, and <laughs> they're just they're just doing so well. Uh, second place, really, uh, really need to give a lot of credit for overcoming the one spot. Yeah, uh, that it really seemed like. I mean, by the time we got to the recaps, I definitely thought I, I would see Spain and think, oh yeah, that's right. Remember Spain. Uh, and they they still finished uh, a strong second mm-hmm. with a really really fun song. Another song that I think really hits hits that formula that uh, that we're talking about that just people absolutely adore at Junior. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have to make the horrible admission that I was wrong and that Armenia didn't win. <sighs> Finished third. We do need to get that T-shirt made. Yeah, get, coming get, soon to Redbubble. Eric was wrong. Eric, T-shirts. Eric was wrong. T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, it, it should we'll, be noted. Let that be the one that sells gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. I, I, check them out. It should be noted. Uh, France, Spain, and Armenia. So our our gold, silver, and bronze. They each got twelve points from four different national juries, which is which is really mm-hmm. fantastic. And you know, there wasn't a runaway here. You know, there there was a twenty seven point 
spread between France and Spain, and then a 19-point sp- spread between Spain and Armenia. So it was relatively close. It's yeah. not like there was a, you know, there, this wasn't a Mar Deutsch moment. This yeah. wasn't. And also, televote and jury vote tended to be very similar, tended to agree. Yeah, generally so. I mean, France took top points from you know, the top score from jury as well as the public. Yep. Uh, Spain got second in the public uh, and were in third in the jury, but only one point behind Armenia, which was second place with the with the juries with 116 points. Only sixth in the televote. Yeah, I, which is surprising. I, that, is a, that is a surprisingly low number for Armenia in, in this. I, I just thought, you know, with the, the K-pop vibes and everything, people would, would show up. And they, they did fine. Sixth in the televote is fine. But definitely not where uh, where we thought. Well, and I mean, I think obviously you were you were gunning for that for first. But when I watched the production, watched you know watched shot for shot, it almost seemed like it was overproduced, and they were they weren't the strongest voices in the competition. They were they were perfectly serviceable. It was a fun performance. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. There were way better voices in other countries on that stage today. Absolutely, and you know it was it was great as a package, and certainly fun and entertaining, and and trying to hit right at the heart of what is popular with with kids and teenagers and, and young adults today, but it's not like there were any massive, you know, glory notes, like high, like no major vocal acrobatics. Um, it seemed like there was a, a bit of a kitchen sink throughout. I don't know what the dragon at the end of it had anything to do with it. Why not? And I it, think one of the kids was just like, we need a dragon. And the other four kids were like, yeah. <laughs> sure. But it, and we kind of talked about this on our, on our socials a bit. Um, just, the ending, that last 30 seconds, because we, we figured that the song in studio was 30 seconds too short, basically. We figured that there was going to be a dance break and some sort of surprise in there somewhere. But the cuts, the visual cuts, the, the editing was the so frenetic Ooh. that it we ended up losing whatever magic, whatever that, that dance break would have been. And I think it ended up over-egging the pudding a little bit yeah. or, or over, let's see, what's a... Over herbing the jingle of hats. Oh, you don't ever want to over yeah, herb sure, the yeah. jingle. The the um, the yeah. When when you have probably the most elaborate choreo of the show, but then you also have the most camera cuts. I this is like a, a, a Nicholas finding Refn film or something. Just. <laughs> It, it's it was it was so chaotic it, it did a disservice to the choreo and the the dancing which is one of the coolest parts of it that that we didn't there was a lot of it we just didn't see we didn't even have an opportunity to see i think the ironic thing is i think they were trying to recreate a lot of the vibes of the music video you know that fast-paced energy but i i think when you try to put something like that on a live TV singing competition, it just doesn't translate. Everyone else is doing something that's meant to be on a stage, meant to be watched as a sort of, well, this is a vocal performance, this is a charisma performance. And when you sort of turn it into something that you ought to be watching on YouTube, I feel like that might have turned off a lot of both jury and TV viewers, especially older ones. Well, and yet, I, you know, I watched some of the the bootleg footage last night of the I know um, uh, of Armenia in the end. I was like, oh yes, this dance break is amazing! It, like it was tight, it was you know really just spot on. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do, you know, to shoot it and to fo- and to feature it. But uh, you're still waiting. I I am. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, there's too many cuts here. No, just let us let us watch them perform. Like it it almost felt like it should have been more like a feature of 
you know, Israel at the big contest mm-hmm. with with Noah, you know, that just that dance break right at the end where you're just driving to that. And yeah. it's a, a lot of singer. wide shots being able to see the yeah. choreography. too. And this was not that at all. And it, it was disappointing for me. Yeah. If they had like steady cammed around it, you would still get that energy and that motion. But you would be able to engage and connect with the with the dancers and the performers a lot more. So I. Yeah, I mean, you could you could, you yeah. could have shoulda woulda anything, you know, play armchair mm-hmm. quarterback like we're the ones sitting on a couch in Minnesota rather than being delegation. Yeah, we're doing it crew. our way. Yeah, like um, Burger King. <laughs> but talking, you know, going from one girl group just to another one, and it's interesting that we'll be able to kind of compare and contrast the experience that we have with Armenia with those quick cuts, with the United Kingdom coming in fourth, besting their position last year, which was pretty solid. Uh, so fourth in the jury ranking, seventh in the public ranking overall, but there was enough room uh, to end up with 160 points overall in a pretty, pretty confident fourth place. I felt like even though the vocals weren't as tight as I was expecting them to be, not quite as tight as, frankly, Armenios were, I feel like the camera work allowed us to engage more and connect more with Stan Uthreek than... <laughs> Than it did with young girls, and so I'm I'm not totally surprised to see them kind of in that that group there. Um, I thought I still think the song is a bop. I'm not surprised to see it not hit the podium, but I'm happy to see it do as well as it did and continue the trajectory that it has since the BBC returned to junior last year. I'm going to say I am surprised it did uh, as well as it did. I thought the live performance was underwhelming. I thought that the you know they, the, and they went for that kind of maximalist visual in terms of like they're in this gigantic thing the way that like france and spain also did but i just didn't think it worked as well that their their vocals together just didn't really blend no they really and 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 so i i was surprised that this was getting uh as many as many votes as it did i i it was this is a jury yeah i you know i agree with you sam that it's a bop i i also am with eric though in that you know, vocally, it just didn't feel like it had a lot of punch, a lot of pizzazz. Mm. Um, and I think for me, what really ground on me was uh, them trying to sing in unison, and it just didn't quite line up. Yeah. Um, and it's like, ooh, if you're going to sing the same note, you all have to sing the same note. Um, and that was that just felt a little rough for me. Mm. And like when they're when they're singing harmony, I actually think they sound better. I'll say just, I thought that it was middling, but one. I can I can sense sort of why you'd really like this. I don't know. They sort of have a, a personal vibe that you can kind of latch onto. But second, I'm going to say I'm impressed that this staging is the kind that we've seen many times where a, a singer can often get unfortunately penned in because they're just up on a platform inside of almost literally a pen. But they because, were in quadrilaterals. <laughs> yeah. Because the vocals literally do jump from girl to girl, it was like, oh, okay, so we get a new sort of visual idea every time we jump to another girl. And then in the second half of the song, they're busting out. You know, they, they're they not there anymore. Surprise! So, like, uh, for, for finally, we have the antidote to that poisonous staging we usually see. And I will say, that double clap, uh, yeah. that got us by the end of it. Well, the, the static staging turns into them dancing you back to life. <gasps> oh! <gasps> Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ukraine? Ukraine. Yes. 
Yeah, so sort of the opposite having, you know, okay jury ranking in uh, ninth place overall with the jury, but third place overall with the public ranking with 83 points. <sighs> Based point. public. Uh, so 128 points, putting them in our fifth place spot, Ukraine. Good Lord. She's adorable. Like, <laughs> just, she's she's the best. I want the GoA collab. Uh, they are... They, uh, she and Goe are are now our Ukrainian fifth place icons, which I can <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which I can really appreciate, and uh, I look forward to hearing Goe's uh, horrifically heavy cover of this song in you know soon. I hope, how, please, for the love of God. How can a little girl who is so extremely cute not constantly cross the line for me into just gloopy sugariness? I, well, and that I was, don't know. Yeah, that, that was my thing too. Like I, I, I. I I didn't like Jimagine. I didn't like Oh Mama. I, I I tend to not like these. This one got me. I, I don't got the public. It's well, just makes... so perfectly adorable. I don't know. I, yeah, I still found it a bit too sugary. I, no. I mean, vocally, vocally, she was fantastic. Well, yeah. Like I cannot falter on the vocals. Spot on. It's just like I've said before, this is not a song for me. I found it to again be in the same kind of category with Jimagine and a whole bunch of Junior Eurovision songs from when I started really kind of getting into junior which was a lot more kitty this wasn't for me but i totally totally get the appeal the fact that it was ninth place like i said with the jury but third place with the public obviously there are people who agree with you guys and i'm okay with that (laughs) well and i think um the thing for me that kept it from being super super saccharine was i think that bridge which kind of you know pulled back a little bit made it Mm -hmm. a little more serious a little more um in this world (laughs) And stops his tragedy. Which to me just felt really kind of shoehorned. But again, I see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I thought it provided a little bit of balance to the song, um, which I also find exceedingly adorable. It was in my top three. Um, I just, I can't stop looking at her and smiling. Shall we hop over the border to our sixth place uh, award? So Poland. Poland needed a friend, Uwu, and uh, found quite a few finishing. Yeah, like, th- this is higher than I thought. Like it's Much I think, higher I think for we me were, than I thought I think we were all be. pretty okay with the song, but I... I Top six is is definitely not where I thought it would end up. I just thought there wasn't quite enough to I think, it. I think this is a moment where we have just a lot of regional positive sentiment towards Poland. So we were just very willing and to it, be it like, I'll well give number too. three to Poland. Was, but yeah. I just didn't think it was spectacular. I'm still sad about Georgia coming in third from the bottom. I really like the package <laughs> that Poland put together. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got this history of doing really well at Junior, of putting together, you know, good package, good song, good vocal performance, visuals, dance, all the way through. I, I mean, I just thought it really, looked really nice, sound, looked cohesive, sounded great, and the pictures on the background on the screens oh, were just, just lovely, too, of her growing up as a kid. Also, even a younger kid. I know, yeah. It was like, oh, these <laughs> even younger like version of her. <laughs> yeah, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, I'll say she was probably the least awkward green room interview out of all of them. I was like, thank God when they were talking to her. It's just like, oh my God, she has a real genuine, really easy way of talking. Like uh, she, you know, I might not have loved her song, but I really love her. I really love her. This almost reminded me of every once in a while you get a ballad that kind of comes in out of nowhere and you realize it's really sung well, and it does better than you expect. It reminds me of, like, Slovenia had, in one of their few participations, they had a song um, called uh, Prvaljubesen, like First Love. That ended up coming in third place, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, and it was beautiful. It was really, really well sung. Like, it reminds me of um, Serbia had two third-place finishers uh, in, like, 2007 and 2010. 
kind of came out of nowhere, but they were just really well done and vocally spectacular on the night and more power to them. Like, good on you, Poland. You are the highest ranking ballad here. What's the, uh, what are the thoughts on the Netherlands here? I saw a lot of, just sort of like in the feed over there, people talking like, you know, Netherlands got robbed and you and I really like the Netherlands, Eric. Well, we, yeah, I mean, but we... uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if, you know, middle of top 10 is being robbed for a song like this that we said I, I, I think, we liked I think despite when, a lot of things. When they had a really good shot at the podium, I think seventh is a little bit disappointing. Sure. Uh, it, I think that that song was fantastic. The performance was great. I, I I don't really have a ton of criticisms of it. I love that song, but it just it seemed like there were things people liked more. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not really sure are... what else what else we can ascribe it to. They they were hitting the notes. They were hitting the moves. Uh, girl DJ was there. Uh, <laughs> the guy in the in the football uniform sequined. Let's yeah, let's not yeah. forget. Like what what more do you need? But apparently. I don't like. <laughs> I mean, if you can only vote for your top three, if this is everybody's fourth favorite, you don't get the points. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, fifth, fifth overall in uh, the, the public, yeah. in the public vote, and they were seventh uh, with with the juries. I can see the juries being kind of finding it. Yeah, a, really, a little bit middling. Maybe here. a little bit passe. But, I mean, it but, should be noted that know. there was really only about thirteen points that would separate the fifth place entry, Ukraine. And then after Netherlands, we have, uh, well, we have a few things. We have, um, we'll get to Albania in a second, but Germany uh, is skipping ahead ever so slightly. Their best result ever. Yeah. Uh, and deservedly so. Uh, she was she was just so charming. Absolutely. I mean, jury ranking was only 33 points, putting her in 12th place overall. But fourth overall in the public ranking with 74 points, putting, putting, putting Germany in ninth place. Best they've ever done. Granted, not a huge sample size, but they can absolutely feel proud of that fourth place public ranking. Like it reminds me of when um, Portugal and, and uh, Ujapash kind of, you know, ended up sort of meh on the scoreboard altogether. But if you really looked at those numbers, like absolutely did better than expected in where a lot of kids will probably look at the score and, and say, I, I touched, you know, the public was, was touched by my song. Yeah. Yeah. They, and I, so think, I think, I think, I think she can feel that's exactly what, what Fia did here is yeah. she, she had a song that really meant something to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and that's awesome. Like that's, that's so, so, so cool. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> a lot of these ones left are, are kind of in the same category, which were ballads that didn't go over great. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, a lot of a lot of native language uh, in in there. Well, it's junior, so I mean, native language is part and parcel. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Albania uh, for finishing in the top half, and they did get a twelve from uh, one of the juries, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think that was tremendously well performed. Malta ended up tenth, also got a twelve from uh from one of the juries so good really really nice for her mm-hmm. uh yeah this was this i mean for albania in particular this is their second highest result at junior eurovision ever it hasn't quite hit the the high watermark of 2015 but top 10 for them is is a victory so they can absolutely feel proud of that and honestly vocally she was studio quality i i look she, fo- she was i look phenomenal i look forward to seeing her at festival Congress in the next five years yep yeah yeah she's she was fantastic, and you know who else was fantastic? Mm-hmm. All of the all of the following countries: yes. uh, Italy, North Macedonia, Portugal, Georgia, Estonia, Ireland, 
Oh, Ireland. Gorgeous. There's, there's, uh, all there's of, no way that it was doing well. All, but it all is of gorgeous. these, all of these were, you know, a good, a good amount of, of mature balladry with a, uh, some or a lot of native language goodness, and none of them did especially well. Was it just too many that they just kind of equaled each other out a little bit? Maybe. I mean, I, I was sad to see Italy so far down just yeah. because the vocal yeah. quality from those both of those young women was just spot on gorgeous beautiful harmonies the bends that they did were just just really really nuanced and talented Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i keep thinking back to just how mature those voices are and how well they blend together that is not something that is easily taught even you could put two good singers in a room together that does not mean that they will sing well together that that's a top five song at san remo yeah like it is it it we talked about this in the previews where we thought this this was one of the like of all the ballads this was the one that should stand the out serious contender be- yeah. because of the vocals and it just uh, didn't it just didn't stick didn't it didn't stick it's i honestly think it's because as far as ballads that sound adult that's not as cool as a sort of pop dance song mm-hmm. that comes off as more adult. I, mean, yeah, I just you, think it's the vibe because your... we're, we're talking about kids. Yeah. I just don't. They, these kids are Philistines is y- what y- I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got your France and your Spain, Armenia, UK, uh, uh, all of those to to potentially vote for. And then maybe you look at some of these other ones like, well, I really liked Italy and I like North Macedonia. I like Portugal. Uh, Georgia was... Georgia, uh, they were really good. They were. They were were really good. Uh, But like, uh, I I could see being there and just being like, I I don't know which of these to vote for. And then just voting for the the bops because you like them a little bit more. I mean, we talk about call to action with with regular Eurovision a lot. That was... It's a little bit different with Junior because they're kids and there's fewer fewer contestants and all of that. But... It's it's just tough to to get votes when you're doing a song like that. I think uh, just the the bottom of this table, these songs are all great, and they just they didn't get there. Portugal's song was just beautiful and affecting in a way that that honestly I think that songs like Poland and Germany were, but it just it didn't have that same didn't have that same feel. Well, Georgia and Portugal went immediately before France. Which uh, probably oh, yeah. hurt them a little bit as well, uh, but and Estonia right before Armenia, but uh, and Ireland before UK. I mean, uh, I, I'm starting to see some things here. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, uh, the thing is, we've talked a little bit before about producer-led running order, and you want to create a sawtooth. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have all the ballads together, and you don't want to have all the up tempos together. It was naturally going to kind of end up. With- yeah things taking this, attention this is the sort of thing that can happen when you do that i guess yeah. but but it was a great show it really really was. It, like like it i'm flowed. not saying they chose poorly no 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 no. it was it was as a program and as a visual like watching this it was great it worked out really really well the hosting i think was was totally fine i think the blend of french and english and hosting i think was was it worked um i have i have really no complaints about the production or anything like that so except for keeping spain on tenterhooks for thing. so long. That was the big thing. Yes. It broke my heart. Yeah, that was that was just torture. I think especially when it's kids, including some who may not fully grip what's being said, uh, like the Spanish kids may not have. 
going over how it works and everything like that. Hearing your name called in an ex- in an exciting manner, and then back down again and up and down. And I hate when they do this. Mm-hmm. I understand you need a little drama at the end, but when there's when it's kids, this was it was bad. A- it was agony. This yeah. this was this was really poorly executed. To see the way that the kids were sort of very rushed very fast off of the stage as soon as they had announced the national jury votes. It was like, man, if only they would have had those kids stick around for a, a cumulated mm-hmm. total of 45 more seconds, we could have had a lot lot less pain at the very end. Right. Or, you know, what they've often done is they would have two different points where people would give their votes from. It almost seemed like there was only one point where people would give their votes from. So they had to rush the kid off the stage, rush the other kid on, Instead of having, you know, a time, okay, we can you can leisurely walk off the stage yeah. instead of this France moment that we had before with the panic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, <laughs> it seems like one of those little things that maybe you just don't think about and don't plan for, but then it has that weird consequence uh, just because you didn't take a few minutes to 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 do it. You know, in a way that's a bit a little bit less chaotic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did this two years ago. <laughs> they yep, should know. They did. And the exact same way, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, France. 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 France! I mean, that begs the question, then. France, are you going to host again next year? Without a doubt. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I so. In terms of a broadcaster and a country that can do it, France can. They have enough cities with enough hotels and enough venues that could host this. However, this is also a strain on a broadcaster to do this three times in four years in an Olympic year. I don't know. I mean, we had a a live chat with the winner um, after the contest, Um, but it didn't it wasn't like the normal um, press conferences that we've seen in the past where it would be the singer and the head of delegation. It was a singer and a minder, a translator. I'm not sure what the relationship was, uh, who the adult was there. So it's not like anybody had the chance to ask Alexandra, the the HOD, hey, are you up for this again? You already have the how-to book from this year and two years ago. So I, I, I don't know if there's a any sort of chatter going on in the press room right now or in the bar near the press room. Uh, what's What's going to happen next year? I wonder how much of France's decision could be influenced by noting that if they say no, it'll be Spain. Which is absolutely something that I have a feeling Spain is champing at the bit. Oh, to do. they're they're they would love to do it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I think France would love to prevent them from doing it. <laughs> uh it is just a, a, a means of being fair. You know what? You know what? Let's put it in Andorra. And then they'll get to switch every other year. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so, I, so it'll be hosted by the president of France and the bishop of Urgell. Is that what I'm hearing that? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, okay. I hope he has a good speaking yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Carla. The, uh, Aww, uh, less. All right. So uh, to, to wrap things up, we, we do have one other special guest uh, coming in. Uh, coming in hot, uh, we're, we've got uh, we, we had nobody in Nice uh, this year from from the show itself, uh, but we do have some very good friends of the show who are there, and we are going to chat for just a little bit here with our good friend Lisa Jane Lewis, uh, who was there, and we'll have some thoughts on the show. Here it is. All right, uh, I am here with Lisa Jane. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, let's just dive into it i guess how was how was junior 
How was Junior? Um, it was great. I mean, I, I, firstly, I have to say, I really love doing the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. I love being there. I really enjoy the atmosphere of that contest. Um, I like the the slight informality that exists around it. It feels a bit less pressured and a bit less frantic. So for me, going to Junior is always a treat. Uh, always. 100%. Um, and this year was no different. There's some things we we probably will come on to talk about. Uh, but overall, as far as the, the show went, the production values, people will have seen it, of course. Um, it, it was a great show, I thought. It was a great show. I mean, you watched it as well. What did you think? <laughs> oh, it was it was great. It, musically, I thought it, we, we all thought it was just a, a fantastic show with a, a, a lot of a lot of really great music uh some some results that were a little bit surprising but but ultimately i think even even watching it, it as as the performances were going seeing france and thinking like well they really just have this figured out what uh what are your thoughts on 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 france winning and then also france taking a third title in four years yeah. that they that they've just kind of got this locked down at this point it, it sort of feels like they have, um, and I don't begrudge them that win because I think that um, Zoe is an excellent young artist, incredibly talented, very, very sweet. I had the opportunity to interview her on Friday. Um, so I sat down with her for a few minutes in the interview uh, rooms and had a lovely chat with her. Um, so she's she's a little firecracker and, and absolutely deserved that win. I take nothing away from that. However, it, it's kind. It's starting to remind me a bit of Ireland in the '90s at the big show, where we sort of got to a point where we were where we were like, "Oh, it's Ireland again," kind of thing. And I worry that we're sort of a little bit on that track with the junior one now. Like, oh, it's France, it's France again. Like, oh, it's kind of. I don't want to say it's getting boring, but three wins in four years, it's kind of boring. <laughs> like. It's it's kind of anticlimactic. I feel like yeah. I remember like when when we got to the end, it was like oh France won again. It it's there's um when it's a different country every year, and obviously this isn't always the case. But but you know oh now we're going to Italy, now we're going to right uh, to Sweden that that sort of thing. Where when it's oh it's just France again. It it it's uh, yeah. I I I think I I think I feel what you're feeling on it. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. But um, how was just to emphasize that is to take nothing away from Zoe and, right. the, and the team at France TV. They know what they're doing. They're doing it well. I, I would sort of like them to do it not so well, so that somebody else could leap in and have a chance. Obviously, you know Armenia won before, and we all traped off to Yerevan last year, which was incredible. Um, so I really want. I mean, this is just a want thing, but like there are countries that are unlikely let's say that you never say never at eurovision but they're unlikely to win the big show i'd kind of like them to win at junior so that they can get the the opportunity to host one of the eurovision kind of events i'd love albania to win junior eurovision i'd love north macedonia to win junior eurovision because i think they stand more of a chance in junior at mm. winning and i know that if they if they won they would go all out in the hosting of it, just like we saw in Yerevan last year, which was incredible. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's precisely what it felt like watching the festivities in in Yerevan. That yeah, there was a sort of a feeling of like, who knows when we're going to get a 
a chance to to do something like this and show off the right. country and all of that. And oh my God, they went all out. One hundred percent. Oh, it was Yerevan. I will never ever forget my experience at Yerevan. I mean, it's mm. is it my is it my favorite junior that I've been to? I was in Tbilisi in twenty nineteen, which was also just fantastic. Um, so. Yeah, it definitely on the ground, and we, and we might come on to talk about this. I suspect we will. On the ground, Yerevan one hundred percent outstripped France. Uh, you would never have known the contest was there if you didn't know. Um, so that was it. Was the vibe in the town was very disappointing compared to Yerevan last year. But even not compared to Yerevan, compared to you know where I kind of felt like it should be, it just wasn't wasn't there at all, really. When I tell you there was nothing, I genuinely mean there was nothing. There was one tram that had um, the livery on the side of it, had the, the the branding on the side of it. And there was, I saw when I, when I drove to the airport on Wednesday night, they had a, like a video, you know, these like video advert board screen things that are going. And I saw it roll around on one of those. Um, we went over to the venue on whatever day it was to go and get our accreditation badges. And there wasn't a single piece of branding on the venue and that I feel like that was the Wednesday, something like that. There wasn't hmm. a single piece of branding there by the actual show. They had hung some banners over the like uh, crowd barriers at the front of the venue, but there was nothing like projected onto the venue. There was nothing at, at eyeline site. It was all on the low level sort of crap crowd barriers. So as soon as anyone stood in front of it, you couldn't see it. There was no, there was literally nothing hmm. apart from that. Um, so it felt very, I think anticlimactic is, is a good word for it. Um, and I think that was kind of one of my, my things when France won again, I was like, oh, but France don't really enjoy hosting this. They don't do it properly. So Hmm. is next year going to be just another one of those ones where it's in a venue and we go to the venue. And if you didn't know it was happening, you wouldn't know it was happening. Like people in Nice wouldn't have had any idea that that was happening at all. Wow. It, do you think that there's a chance that they just pass on hosting or do you think that they'll, are they perhaps too proud to to pass it along and then just put it in a medium sized city and, and get it over with? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, part of, part of me wants to, to say to them, not that we ever listen to this, but like, if you don't want to host it properly, then don't let someone else do it because Like, I feel like either do it and do it properly or just don't like, (laughs) but then the Mm. trouble then becomes like, well, who, who does host it? Because I, you know, the obvious kind of answer is, well, Spain came second, maybe they want it, but I feel sure that Spain wants to host it because they've won it. Not because France didn't want to host it. You can't then go down, you know, next down is Armenia. I don't think anyone's going to want to be racing back to Yerevan much as they did a fantastic job on it. It's a complex city to get to. Um, It's not, it's not easy. Um, had they won outright and said they were hosting it, of course we would have done. But it's it's not a very useful second city, if you like, or alternative host city. Um, so then you start going down the list and then you come to the UK. Well, you know, we've been there before with the UK hosting on someone else's behalf. Did it really well. I don't think they're going to want to do it for junior, much as they would have done it if they'd won kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it becomes a little bit like, hmm. 
just problematic and I, we don't want to get into the stage that we've been at before with junior where the ebu are sort of out there you, you know sort of going anyone somebody somebody please will you do it please we'll you know we'll give you this if you do it kind of thing so we we don't want the ebu to sort of start getting desperate for venue and then someone's sort of doing it under duress um so yeah it's a bit i don't know it's just it's complicated if france don't host it but i'm scared that it might be just another kind of damp squib if they do <laughs> I was going to say, this all sounds very negative. You know, we did already on the night lodge our request for Bordeaux. So, you know. <laughs> okay. I'd be good with that. Especially in the, the few yeah. years where they've done it in, in mid-December, which I've, I've been a big fan of and make it a little more like Christmassy. Uh, that's just a personal preference, really. But No, I don't but like that at I, all. Uh, I, I, would, <laughs> I would love to see, personally, uh, Strasbourg, like during Christmas market time somehow do a, do a junior. But again, it, it, and it's interesting that like the show itself, when you watch it looks wonderful and, and fun and spectacular. It's, it's interesting that, that the on the ground experience can be so different from that. Uh, but if, I guess if, if you're going to put the budget somewhere, might as well put it in front of the cameras. Well, and I, and I, I yeah, I 100% agree with that. It, it is ultimately it is a television show, so it needs to look great on the television. That's you, you know, that goes without saying. But if you look at the benefits that can come from hosting something like this and encouraging people to come to your city. Now, Junior is not going to rake in the 53 million that the big show did for Liverpool. Of course it isn't. But here's an, a, another example. There was no merch in the arena. Not a single T-shirt, mm. not a single nothing. They gave the programs away for free. They gave some flags away for free. You couldn't buy a pen. You couldn't buy a cup. You couldn't buy a water bottle. There was no merch available. And you're like, what? I literally didn't understand that because we would have bought it. Like there was 6,000 people in that arena who would have bought a T-shirt, a pen, a commemorative egg cup, or, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever they want to make. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. People will buy it, and, and you just couldn't. And it's like, make it an experience for your audience. Make it a viable thing for people to travel to, and people will travel to it. People will travel to Junior. I think it's, um, it, you know, it is worth noting that people will get on a plane and go to Junior, and if there are people who are prepared to do that without you encouraging them, imagine how many more would if you did encourage them and if there was something there for them. Nice was a great shout of a city in terms of its location and the other things that we were able to do while we were there. But we very much made the holiday for ourselves. Um, there is more that could have been done to encourage other people to come. Uh, and that would, mm. would have brought in more money to the city and therefore more money into the budget of the show. It's my opinion, anyway. <laughs> oh, I think that's that's all fair. Uh, as far as the contest itself goes, what what other uh, were there any other acts that you that were really surprising to you that you that you really enjoyed or that were an especially great interview or anything like that? Ones that surprised me in a in a positive way. Um, again, not that I thought anything was bad going into it, but the one that really stood out to me in rehearsals that had sort of not been on my radar was um, Albania. Um, she vocally was was 
on point with every rehearsal. She was uh, incredible, really. I was uh, super, super impressed with that song, so much so that I bought it and added it to my Eurovision favourites uh, yeah. uh, list on, on iTunes, which was great. Um, so that one really kind of came onto my radar, as did Georgia's song, um, which is... A, one of those ones that I think sort of fell into the background, people generally sort of commented on her hairstyle and ignored the song. But actually, once you get past that, I, I really enjoyed that song. Um, and I was disappointed with how low it came. And maybe a little surprised with how low it came. I thought it might have a bit more appeal than it did. But seemingly, it was just me and my mother. Mm. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guilty of pointing out the hairstyle if i'm being honest uh yeah. danny was a big proponent of that one in our in our previews he was kind of the only one that that saw it but see seeing it performed live yeah like it, it's 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 a bit odd uh it's very georgian but god they they really nailed it and Al albania it's the same thing she yes. was her vocals were unbelievable uh and it, i'm glad that 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 showed in the results so a good. bit uh it seemed like a a, a lot of the ballads yes just just weren't grabbing people like the the, the bottom the, the right side of the table is a lot of a lot of slower more ballady type stuff sorts of things uh I, that just didn't didn't seem to do well but Al albania rose not to the top but a little bit more and i think that was quite well deserved yeah i agree i, I think ballads are always difficult at junior and it's it's not that they shouldn't be there but i think they have to they sort of have to be staged and delivered in a particular way that I think a lot of broadcasters and staging directors, creative directors don't don't quite they try to put the adult ballad Eurovision staging concepts onto the juniors and it doesn't work so well. Um mm -hmm. you think when we have had I think it was our, our last sort of full-on ballad winner is probably Maria Mamadashvili in 2016. You know, that was a full-on kids style ballad that worked really well because it wasn't done in the style of what you would expect an adult ballad singer to do and I felt like this year there were quite a lot that sort of just didn't they just didn't hit because they were much of a muchness with each other so I think they sort of yep. all cancelled yeah. each other else they cancelled all each other out because they're their color stories on stage were quite similar. Their staging concepts were quite similar. Their delivery of it was all quite similar. So they all sort of blended into one, which is why I think they all kind of ended up pretty much down the bottom. And it was the one that did stand out that was a little bit different and that probably was delivered in a, a slightly more age-appropriate way is the one that rose to the top of the ballads, if you like, um, mm -hmm. in Albania. So I'm I'm sad for them that they didn't really didn't get higher up the up the totem pole where i feel like they should have been but they did well you know they still finished in the mid table eighth place is not a nothing to be sniffed at obviously no especially not for albania who have, right. who have yeah uh not had the the greatest success at junior but it seems like it, it's always nice to see a country kind of just really remaining painfully authentic to itself and having it, yeah having it sort of work out um and yeah I, I a lot of these a lot of these ballads that struggled i think almost felt like they could have been senior eurovision songs i feel like mm -hmm. that those those italian kids that song could have 
that song could have uh, done numbers at San Remo. I feel like it's just yeah. so powerfully done and and uh, well well executed. And speaking of San Remo, <laughs> uh, I understand you got to uh, to to make the pilgrimage. As we it did were. make the pilgrimage. Yes, we did. So what, make, not only did what, we make uh, the pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So what I sort of was saying earlier, Nice is, is the perfect place to go for a holiday. So anyone listening to this, whether the Eurovision Song Contest is there, unlikely ever. Junior is there, no matter your reason, you should go to Nice because there are so many things you can do in and around that area. So we spent a day in Monaco. So, and for those of us who like mm. ticking off an extra country, um, I, you know, we all got to do that. So we went yeah. to Monaco. We did the, I stood on the um, the starting grid thing for the Monaco Grand Prix. I say stood on it. I ran across it and knackered up my foot. So I spent the rest of the week limping around the South oh. of France, but that was my own, uh, that was my own fault. Um, we, we, I drove a little bit round. we rented a car, um, so I drove a little bit around the Grand Prix circuit, which was great. Um, so we really enjoyed Monaco. Uh, some of the guys went off to Cannes, um, another sort of Eurovision pilgrimage site, and also where obviously where the film festival is, and you can go and do the Walk of Fame there and see the handprints in the cement. My parents went and did that as well. They really enjoyed it. Um, but yes, the ultimate day trip from Nice is to the hallowed pavements of San Remo in uh, in northern Italy, um, which every Eurovision fan will be familiar with the Teatro di Ariston, uh, where San Remo Music Festival is held. Um, and if you go on certain days and you get lucky, you can pre-book a tour of the theatre, which is what we did. Well, we, in fact, we found out that the tour happened on the Thursday, so we decided we were going on the Thursday to do the tour. Um, we went everywhere in that theatre, Eric. We went from the very roof to backstage, in the dressing rooms, in the International Artist Hospitality Suite, to the kitchen, to the auditorium, and then ultimately onto the stage. I, I oh. just grin every time I say it. Um, obviously it's not the stage that is there for the San Remo Festival because they build that in every year and it's slightly different and um, you know they have to kind of build in how they're putting the orchestra in and it's really interesting actually so we were sitting in the auditorium and they showed a video on the screen of how they transform what you're looking at which is essentially a cinema so it's just a, it's a big screen cinema with sort of a, a, a an apron stage that comes out in front of it. Um, but they show you on the screen of the cinema how they transform it into what you see when you watch San Remo Festival in in the spring. Um, and that was really, really interesting uh, because it's a really small space. It's tiny. And then when mm. you see it on screen, you're like, it's incredible. So I, we were sitting in the space going, but how does this turn into that kind of thing and then they showed a video that that showed you exactly how i did it um and the stage comes out to almost half of the theater there's this they lose a lot wow. of seating in order to fit the stage in to make the television show that it that is sarah emma um so yeah really really interesting um and I, you will never believe how much that tour costs nine euros oh my god i know i'm like we would have paid 90 euros for, for, <laughs> for that experience 
I will say the dressing rooms look now I've been in a number of prisons in the United Kingdom in my former job um, and the, the dressing rooms are, are not dissimilar to what I've seen <laughs> on the halls of many a prison it's kind of not in any way what I expected the backstage area to be at all huh. um, not in any way glamorous even the like hospitality suites for the international artists because people will know they have you know international artists come as guests every year even that wasn't exactly, you know, fabulous. But it's an old kind of Art Deco 1950s, 1960s style building. And it, it probably could do with a bit of updating. This is kind of ugly backstage. And it, <laughs> it made me think as I was walking around there, I was like, people that, you know, these big names in Italian music that competed at Sanremo and then won and went to Eurovision, or not even that won, like you, Elodie and uh, the Colors and winners Francesca Gabbani you know Diodato Marco Mangoni in recent years all had to use these like really awful dressing rooms like oh sorry guys <laughs> monoskin you know that and they would have been in this like hideous <laughs> hideous dressing room and now they're you know sort of huge international stars I, I think it's funny but yeah so yeah and then yes like I say at the end we 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 went down into the auditorium and we went and stood on the stage. So, of course, I had to sing something because you What did you, you sing? I sang, I sang Dua Vite because it was uh... the first one. It probably was the first one that was in my mind because they had just played a video of all the winners of Sanremo. And it's oh, wow. possibly, I was going to say, it's possibly the one I'm most familiar with lyrically as well. Um, although I do now know all the words to Occidentalis Karma. So. Ah, that's a good one too. <laughs> Uh, and, oh, and probably, I'm jealous. Probably Fire, fire Amore as well. Uh, but yeah, it was, Dua Vita was the first one in my mind. So I'm like, I'm not going to not sing in this space. So. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, is and and Nice is still good when it's not, you know, the summer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really not. I, I would say it might even be better because it's quieter. It's not full of Oh, I can imagine. Full of tourists. I loved Nice. It was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Not that mm. I thought it was small, but it was definitely much bigger. And I would highly recommend a visit to Nice with or without any Eurovision content. But go to San Remo to get that Eurovision content into your Nice holiday. That's my. Uh, that sounds perfect. Well, yeah. I don't know that they're going to host it in Nice again, but if they do, I guess I've got my uh, my plans sorted, perhaps. Yeah, uh, definitely. So. But we'll see. I, I yeah, I don't know what's going to happen for next year. My my guess is they're going to throw it into a Bordeaux or something like that. And well, we, Bordeaux has the most, um, I would say, most viable arena space. When I, you know, sort of, we were just as you are at the end of the show. You're sort of being a bit funny and a bit silly and saying, you know, to to you know Chloe from France TV, like if you could put it in Bordeaux next year, that would be great because then we could go to some wine tours and everything. And she's like, mm, yeah, that would be nice. I'm like, yeah, that would. <laughs> so, so if it's in Bordeaux, I'm just putting it out there. I, I was the one who suggested that. To Perfect. France, That's good to know. So, if it's That's, in Calais, yeah. it had nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Uh, if it's if it's in Bordeaux, <laughs> you can thank you can thank friend of the show, Lisa Jane Lewis. Uh, I, I think I've run out of questions, but thank you for, uh, for checking in. I'm so, so glad, uh, we had a, a good time and were able to chat with, uh, our newest, the, the, the latest, uh, champion from the factory where France makes their junior kids. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see who's, who's going to be gunning to, to, to break this streak 
and uh, and and how are they going to do it? Uh, that's that's going to be the big question. Let me just pick up on that then, because I think I think there are two countries in the running for that. And I think one is the Netherlands, which is the one that a lot of us were talking about beforehand, and it didn't quite land well. But the Netherlands have the right formula. They've got the French formula. They just haven't honed it quite enough to to get that win. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, and this is this is nothing to do with being biased because I'm from the UK, but I think the UK have come back strong. Uh, you know, they were out of the contest for over a decade and they came back on almost two decades um and they came back and they came fifth last year they came fourth this year so the bbc have found what they need to for junior before they've found really what they needed to do for for senior because i truly believe sam Ryder was a fluke um so i i think i think we have to look at the netherlands we have to look at the uk and i think we probably have to look at Kazakhstan, who have announced that they're coming back next year. Oh, they have? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Which was sort of a bit of a surprise. We also know that the EBU have been talking to other um, countries that haven't been at Junior before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that we know that Lithuania broadcast it this year with a view to, to joining. We know that Finland have been broadcasting, yep. have been in talks with them yeah, about been. joining Junior. So I think we have to look at who's coming in. I think we have to look at... I said last year when when Kazakhstan were like, no, we're not coming back, you know, blah, 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 threw their to- toys out of the pram because they got a bit of a rubbish result. I said, as soon as those things broadcast, they're going to have the biggest FOMO effort ever. And they did. They started putting it out on their things. We're coming back next year. See you next year. We're sorry we've missed out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Kazakhstan are coming back, they're coming back to win. And believe me, if they win and they host it, wild horses will not keep me away from Kazakhstan. <laughs> I will be there for a month. <laughs> they and they have come darn close. Uh, I remember. They really I think, have. I think 2019, uh, the the year of the Poland second win in a row. They they brought yep. this this tiny kid who could just belt. Yeah, uh, he was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and like, I, yeah, I I think I think uh, they they have the capability of getting there, and uh, and that would be awesome. I bet Kazakhstan is cool. Yeah, super cool. All right. Well, Lisa Jane Lewis, thank you so much for uh, for for joining the show. How can people uh, uh, follow your uh, adventures if they are so inclined? Oh, they can find me on Instagram. I'm Lisa Jane underscore seventy seven. It's hard to say, you know, follow me on this site or that site because I'm a bit of a bit of a Eurovision butterfly. I flit around here, there, and everywhere, but. Uh, the best way to find me is on social media, like I say, Lisa Jane underscore seventy seven. And now you know how old I am. Not seventy seven. I was born. She's seventy seven. Everyone, that's uh, <laughs> alrighty. Well, th- yeah. Thanks again for joining <laughs> us. I'm I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be talking some more as we get uh, to the run up to uh, to Malma, and I'm sure we'll see you there as well. Absolutely. Alrighty. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Thank you again to Lisa Jane for. For chatting with us about it, it's it really seems like it was an amazing time, and I'm so glad uh, you and some of our other pals were able to go. Uh, that is gonna that is gonna do it for us this week. I think we are on to Eurovision 2024. We're gonna be talking about Fikmas. We're gonna be talking about some countries. We're gonna be talking about I don't know stuff that we don't know has happened yet. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. 
so in the meantime, please check us out on the socials, one two points USA in the usual places, twelve points for America on Instagram and uh and on threads, I think. But it's it's one of those twelve points for America at gmail.com. Just check us out, check out the red bubble, get your Eric was wrong shirts. We'll get those up there shortly. And uh uh thank you so much for for listening and for being part of our uh, our little family here. And we really hope you enjoyed Junior as much as we did. Uh but until next week when we get down to uh the big the big stuff. I've been Eric. I've been Liz. I've been Samantha. I've been Denny. And America. Stop listening now.